I kind of labored over this word. I wanted Mother's Day to be uh, a blessing to every mom in here. Amen. And I think you'll understand more as I get into the word and we begin to dig a little deeper into this. But I've had a, a burden in my heart and it's been in my heart for, I want to say, a good six months. Okay. Uh, a solid good six months. And I've just, um, whenever it crossed my mind, I would just pray about it, you know, and I would just ask the Lord, you know, Lord, you just need to touch this situation, touch this person, and I'd leave it alone and just move on, you know. But sometimes, uh, if you under, understand anything about birthing things in the spirit, you know that uh, what is manifested here on earth is first birthed in the spirit. You know, you first get that inside. It's just like a baby. When you get pregnant, you don't see that baby, but you know you have a baby in you. Amen. And men, y'all men just say, uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Amen. But, but you know, you have something in you. And I knew that, that, that I have this burden in me and, and I just, um, had not been able to shake it. And, um, I was talking to my daughter and, uh, she mentioned uh, that uh, a person was coming, you know, and I want to tell you, I got sick last night and I felt bad. I felt really bad and I couldn't concentrate. And I went and I told pastor, I said, I, I know what I'm supposed to preach. And I just can't seem to get my thoughts together. You know what I mean? So it just does, I can't get it together here. And so I laid on the, the office floor and I began to pray. And I, and you know, a little dull, I guess you could say, you know, I was a little dull in the spirit here, just a little bit, you know, and I didn't get it. Okay. And I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. Please hear my heart this morning. But this morning when she walked through the door, it broke. It broke. I felt better. I immediately felt better. Okay. I, I mean, and I felt bad. I was like, oh my, I was trying to drink water. I was eating bread and stuff, trying to calm my stomach and calm myself down. And just that, that, that anxious feeling. I don't know if you've ever felt that moms when you know it's just about that time to give, they call it the nesting feeling and you start nesting. And then you get that feeling when your water breaks and then the birthing of that comes forth. And, and I, um, labored over this. And ladies, I want to tell you, when God puts somebody in your heart and, and you just don't have to know them that well, you don't have to be best friends with them, you don't have to have all that. You don't have to. But what you do have to have is a loving, open, tender heart that's willing to pray and that's willing to labor for that person. That's, that's what intercession is about. Okay, that's what all of intercession is about. We, you, you, you press into the spirit and you labor to bring forth a soul that's hurt. All right. How many of you have been hurt? I mean, really hurt in your life that you just like, oh, man, you know. Okay. And so when she walked through the door, it broke off of me this morning. And that's why I'm not doing the raffle this morning. Okay. I'm going to give this to her because I think that she needs to know that God loves her so much that he, he recognizes where you've been. He recognizes what you have come through and he recognizes what has come against you. And that there is a place of love. And, and if you never come back to this church again, that's okay. Because God is a loving God. And he just wants you this Mother's Day 
It's not by coincidence or any of that, but he wants you to know this Mother's Day, just how much he loves you and that he has seen you all along, all along. And he has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you, that he is here for you and that he loves you. And that I want these ladies in this church to be in an attitude of love this morning. Oh, amen. 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 Okay. And, and I'm going to take this and I'm going to give this to her because I believe that this is where it's supposed to go. This is what God wants. This is what God is speaking this morning. And he says that his love is greater than any love. His great, his love is greater than any sin. His love is greater than anything that we have ever done in our life. His love is greater and he loves women. He loves us as mothers. He loves us. He loves us. Darling, I birthed you out last night. I birthed you out last night. God wants you to know this morning that he loves you. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's my little Zumba instructor. Hallelujah. I'm finna get back in this so I can drop all these pounds. So I ain't eating all this food I was eating sitting up in that hospital because I ate everything that they gave me. Everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. I did. God is a good God and he wants us to know how much he loves us. And I think this is a picture and a symbol of his love. And I understood this morning when she walked in the door that broke off of me. And I feel great right now. I really do. You know, and I was like, well, this is going to be tough today. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, Lord. And so that tells me that God wants to birth things through us as a body. He wants to birth things through you as a woman. Amen. How many of you saw the prayer, prayer room? The prayer, was it? Uh, War room, war room. How many of you saw that? Listen, if you haven't seen it, you, you really need to see it. It wasn't, some of the stuff wasn't my favorite movie, but I'll tell you this one thing. The avenue of dealing with prayer and the way that this woman came about getting things done through the power of prayer was so great to me. And I, I looked at that and I thought, wow, and, and birthing things through in a private place simply between you and the father. And I believe that he has put that kind of anointing, especially on women, because you're kind of like the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? You, you're tender. You're a nurturer. And he has put those things in us that we would begin to mentor other women and that we would not go into a place of condemning one another and acting all crazy and holier than thou. But we would come to a place that we would love other women. Amen. And we would begin to mentor them and we would begin to walk them through to the gates of meeting Christ. I mean, the true Christ, not this picture that we've been painted about Christ, the one that drove a lot of people out of the church, including pastor and myself, you know, they say, I won't have nothing to do with you people. Hello. That kind of a spirit is not going to work in this day and age. It, it never did. Amen. And God is calling us as women to rise up in a different capacity. Oh, God. Oh, God, that we would first get into our prayer closet and we would begin to pray and we would begin to quote the word over a situation so the seed can rest and it can be germinated within us in our spiritual womb and that we can begin to birth what God wants us to birth. Amen. And that is other godly women. My God. Come on now. We got to begin to position ourselves and take our place and stop running and feeling so sorry for me, 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 me all the time and begin to pray. Amen. I just wanted to exhort that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise this morning, Lord. Ah, Father, we thank you, Lord, for mothers. We thank you that you have um, positioned us. You have given us the 
glorious privilege of being able to bring forth life. Mm, God, what an awesome privilege that is, Lord. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus this morning that you would just anoint your word. Do not let us leave this place the way that we came in, Father. I give you all the praise and I give you all the glory today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you go with me to Psalms 127, Psalms 127. I used to get titles to all of my messages first, and then the Lord would give me the message, and I don't even have a title for this message. He just gave it to me. Amen. Hmm. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Wow. Wow. That's a gift. Children are a gift. Now, I know sometimes when they get a little older and they turn into teenagers and you think they're aliens from another world, they, you don't think that they're such a gift. Or when that little one won't sleep all night and you're tired and, you know, you, you're sleep deprived and you don't think they're such a great gift at that point. Amen. That's motherhood. Amen. But the word of the Lord says that children are a gift. Now, I want... To everyone to understand this. And I'm so adamant about this. Every child, every single child that is born is a gift. Whether you are married or you are not married, they are a gift from God. And I will not, and you should not ever condemn a woman for keeping her child and bearing that child. Do you hear me this morning? The meanest thing that you will ever have to deal with is a religious spirit. That is the most hateful, damning, condemning, awful spirit. I hate it with a passion because what it does is it takes the word of God and it twists it. And it'll twist it to manipulate you and get what it wants out of you. And it'll twist it to make me like I'm so great and you're so dirty and damned. This is what it does. And we have to stop that in the church. We have to be mothers. And what are mothers? Mothers nurture. Mothers love. Mothers care. Mothers come when someone is hurt and we come alongside of them and we lift them up and we raise them up and we become one with them to help them walk through the storm. We are a picture of Jesus. We are a picture of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to help. It comes to teach. It comes to comfort. That's what you are. That's what you are. So children are a gift. And when you see these young mothers, and, and we, we've, we've had to deal more and more with these young mothers that don't have a husband, yes, and they, they had sex out of marriage and they got pregnant. Yes, I understand that's not the uh, ideal way. That's not the way that God planned it. That's not the way that God set it up. But it happens. And then what do you do when it happens? How do you react as a Christian woman? Because see, the word of God says the older women shall teach the younger women. How are you as an older woman going to teach the younger women in that situation? Are you going to go and say, this child is a blessing from God. This baby is a, it's a blessing from God. And don't let anybody ever tell you that it's not. And don't let them beat you up about keeping your baby. Abortion is running rampant running rampant, and, and all these beautiful babies we're losing. Some of convenience, some for shame. And we should never lose a baby for shame, for the sake of I'm ashamed. The devil is a liar. We are the church. We represent Christ. We represent his love. And no, I don't, con- I don't condone 
walking outside of the principles of the Lord. I, I'm not saying that, okay? But, but for grace, where would I be? But for grace, where would you be? If there was no grace, where would you be? Because see, God knows your thoughts, not just the stuff we see. He knows that mess you be thinking, that you just kind of roll around in your brain and nobody ever know, but God knows because see, he knows your thoughts. So you ain't hiding nothing. Amen. And so I want to challenge you to move past that place of being condemning and wanting to throw the word at somebody to beat them up with and learn to love these young mothers and learn to pray for them and learn to come alongside of them because every child is a blessing from God. It's a life. It's a life that God wants to see cultivated. It's a life that God can use. <clears throat> Who is it? Uh, 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 Robinson, James Robinson. He was a, a product of rape. And his mother decided to keep him and put him up for adoption. And look what he's doing today. He's feeding millions of children. He does orphanages. He digs wells for people. This was a child that came out of a product of rape, given up for adoption. But she said, I'm going to give the child life because it's not the child's fault. And I may not be in the position where I can raise this child, but somebody, somebody is longing for a baby. And I know that this child is a blessing. And so I want to drive home the point that when God gave us the privilege and the honor of being able to keep life and have life grow within us and be able to produce life through the woman, it is a awesome and great privilege. And you hold greatness in your hands. Greatness rests in your hands. Whether you have a family set up like, yes, you should or you don't, then marry yourself to Jesus and raise your children. Raise their children. Raise them. Be that mom. Be that dad if you have to. But be what you need to be to raise that child because you have greatness in your hands. And I wasn't going to use this part of the scripture, but it says it's like arrows in your quiver. And you pull the arrow out. And you draw it back. And you aim. You don't just shoot aimlessly. When you have arrows in your quiver, you shoot to hit a target. Hit a target with your children. Understand they are a gift. They are your gift. And God wants you to cherish them and love them, even if you didn't get that when you were young. That's what God wants from you. You have to break the curse. There's a curse line. Break it. Stop it. And begin to teach and love your children. Amen. Now I want to talk to you about what happens being a mom. And the go to let's go to Genesis. Genesis 3:15. You have to understand why you get so much opposition about being a mother. Why the devil wants to kill your seed, wants you to get an abortion, doesn't want you to keep your kids. And then when you do keep your kids, you know, he, he wants you to feel bad about it. And he wants to torture you and torment you about it. And, you know, all this happens. It truly does. Now, I want you to understand you have Adam and Eve in the fall. Amen. This stuff did happen. But here is something that I believe that sometimes we overlook. And we don't understand why we go through what we go through as women. And the Lord says, I will put, I'm sorry, verse 15, 315. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike 
his heel. Another version says, I will put enmity between you and the woman. You guys will be enemies. You will be enemies. The devil especially hates women, especially hates you with a special hatred. Because see, even in the Garden of Eden, the Lord spoke to him and said, now, through her seed will come one that's going to crush your head. You will lose this battle. You may have done your mess right now, but one is coming that will crush your head. And all you will do is bruise his heel. So in other words, he's telling him, you will get your tail whooped before you even know it's whooped. Okay. Okay. All right. Come on. All right. And I ain't the only one come off the streets. I know y'all been some places. Hello. Come on. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And knowing that, then it became one of the sole purposes of the enemy was to destroy woman was to put you in a position to where you don't like yourself, where you destroy your own seed, where you hate one another. So immediately the plan is laid to lay out a trap to get you not to keep what God has given you. Now, he says that the seed of a woman, you have that in you. Amen. The enemy is after that. And how he is after that is in every way he possibly can. I want you to know that when the Holy Spirit came to Mary and spoke with her, and she said, be it unto me. Amen. And she accepted that. But that she also accepted putting herself in a position where they were going to talk bad about her. Come on now. And now how many of you? You know, you've had to experience that thing where people have just talked bad about you. You know, they used to say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never harm me. But they do. They do. They cut deeper than any wound that can be done with a knife or any other kind of wound. Those words cut so deep because the words go right into the very soul of who you are. And they begin to to distort who you are. Because at some point, if you have enough pushed on you and enough said to you and enough that comes against you, you begin to believe that garbage. You begin to believe it. And then you have to come to a process where it's you, it has to be uprooted out of you. And sometimes that's a long, arduous project to get that done. And so the enemy comes in so many different ways. And I want to talk about some ways he'll use us against each other. He'll use your parents against you. That was a a big one for me. That was a big thing that came against me all the time. My dad told me I'd never be nothing. I'd never have nothing. He, He called me a whore. That nobody would ever want me. That I was just nothing, wasn't wanted. And when you have that poured into you as a child, you begin to believe that. Some of you have had parents and, 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 and out of their frustration and out of their brokenness, they begin to pour into you the venom that they had poured into them. And they begin to come against you and they begin to say things to you like, how come you can't be like your sister? How come you can't be like your brother? How come you can't do this? You big dummy. Let me have that. You big dummy, you know, stupid. Get over here, stupid. I hear that way too much when I'm out and about with, with parents. I hear them cussing at their children and, and pouring that into them and just abusive in their language and how they deal with this young, precious soul that is put into their hands, that, uh, that their spirit is crushed. 
because of what we say out of our mouth, because the enemy has come in and he has damaged us. And now we perpetuate the damage to someone else. This is how the devil uses us. This is how he works in you. And this is how he wants to work in, in women. And, and we're sharp. We're sharp. Okay. We can cuss you out one side and down the other before you even blink your eyes one time. We, we got it like that. Okay. We could just take it there in a heartbeat. Okay. <clears throat> and the other way that he'll do it, he'll use men against you. You as a woman, you're a carrier and you have an inept need for relationship in you. It is a God given trait that you have, but it has been perverted and the devil knows that. And so he comes and he manipulates that and he'll have you give up what you shouldn't be giving up to men that you shouldn't be giving it to that don't care about you, but what you can do for them. And I'm not just talking about sex, money, anything. And they manipulate you and you position yourself because you have such a deep need within you to be loved that we allow ourselves to be crushed under the heel of of a person that does not really love you. And he uses his mouth to condemn you and to speak ill against you. And the one thing that can really hurt you is if you fall in love with a man and that man is cutting you into pieces. And I'm telling you, you will believe that stuff. It becomes real to you. And you are broken in that. And we bring children into that situation and we break them. The devil hates you, hates you. And until you can understand his tactics and how he likes to work and how he likes to manipulate you and what he likes to put in your pathway, then you will always walk straight into the storm. If you do not understand, you are in the plane and the pilot says we have to climb above the clouds. So we can get out of the turbulence. If you do not have the ability through Christ to climb above the clouds to get out of the storm so that now you are looking down on the storm instead of being in the storm, tossed to and fro, turbulence beating you up, crying, hurt, can't get your mind straight, believe in everything that's said to you. And you don't have a picture of who you are in Christ. We talked about who am I? Who are you really? Come on. If you don't know who you are in Christ, then you'll fall for this and you'll stay in the midst of that storm. And you don't have the capability or the capacity to bring yourself above it because you have to jump on the wings of eagles. And you have to get above the storm where you can look down from a different perspective and you can begin to understand how much God loves you. Because after all, he chose you to carry the Messiah. He chose woman. He gave you that right. Do you understand who you are? Do you understand what's in you? Do you understand how much the enemy hates you? To this day, he hates you because the Messiah came through a woman. He hated you before because he knew he was coming. He hates you now because he got beat up. And so now he wants to hurt God through hurting you. And I want to talk to you about positioning yourself out of the hurt positioning yourself you are woman you have nurturing in you love rest in you those traits God gave to you but he didn't give them to you for the devil to manipulate and use them against you so we have to be wise we have to 
renew our mind. We have to know who we are in Christ because once you know who you are in Christ and you begin to understand who you are in Christ, then you can step back and you say, I I don't think so, devil. I don't think so. Then you can begin to renew your mind. And how do you renew your mind? By the word. You understand the word. You study it. You get deep into it. And you get deep into it, but not from the perspective of how we've been taught to get deep into it. And that's that everything you read condemns you. But you get deep into it to understand, wow, that's why that happens. Oh, wow, yeah, I understand why. Because, see, he didn't give us the Ten Commandments to beat us up with them. He gave them as a guideline so that we could live above the circumstances and not below them. It was to teach us, to raise us up, so that we would be above the storm and not in the storm. My God, he wants you above the storm. We oppose ourselves. He tells you who you're not, and then you tell yourself who you're not. He uses you against yourself. And you'll say things about yourself. And at 60 years old, I'm still mastering that. I still have to catch myself when I do something and it doesn't turn out right or I just saw that was not good. And I'll say, oh, you stupid. How can you be so stupid? You ever say that to yourself? You're so stupid. How can you be? Am I the only one that says that to themselves? Anybody else say that to themselves? Oh, you big dummy. You you stupid. How can you be so dumb? How can you be so stupid? And I have to catch myself and I have to say, what? no, 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 wait. The devil is a liar. I have the wisdom of God. Yeah, I kind of messed that up, Lord. Forgive me. And I move on. And and you can't dwell there because what the enemy wants to do is he wants to keep you there and he wants to keep you dwelling there. How many of you have raised kids and and, and minor are grown and and some things have happened and you look back on it and you made some mistakes. And even to today, you regret the mistakes that you made. And you know what those mistakes are. You know what you did. You know where you missed it. You know what I mean? And and you look at your kids and you see them going through things and, and, and you just feel terrible. You know, you feel terrible about it, you know, and and the enemy comes and says, see, that's what you did. You weren't a good mother. If you would have did this, this wouldn't have happened. If you would have did that, that wouldn't have happened. If you'd have been like this, they might have not did that. Have you ever had that that kind of talk come to you and just just condemn you, just come against you and tell you who you're not and and your mothering skills and everything you did. and, And then you begin to condemn yourself. He's the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us. He is accusing you. He wants to accuse you and he wants you to believe the accusation. And take that to yourself. And then you begin to shrink back. And you, you, you're you not the mom that you could be because you're always locked in the past. Pastor showed me a picture. Uh, uh, talked, we were talking about this. And he says, what is that? The possum that carries all the babies on their back? You know, and she's like, you know, she got a whole bunch. She's just weighed down carrying all that weight. And he wants you to be weighted down. He wants you to be hurting. But God wants you to know who you are to him. He wants you to understand who you are in him. And he blessed you and he called you mother. This is so beautiful. Jesus loved his mother. He loved her. That was his mom. Now, if you think that by some, you know, far-fetched thing that he didn't love his mother, then, then you're wrong because she birthed him. She changed his diapers. She fed him at her breast. She picked him up when he fell. She coddled him. She cared for him. She fed him. She was there for him. If you don't think that she didn't love her son and he did not love her, you're wrong. See, I think we read the Bible and we just read it, but we don't understand 
what we're reading. We don't really, we don't relate it to where we're at. We don't relate it to where we're at. And he knew what he had to do, but he knew his mom would still be here. And he understood the pain that she was going to feel when he went to the cross. And I love this because from the cross, he made sure that he had one that would be there for her, that would take care of her, that would love her. Now, I want to tell you, he loves you like that. He wants you to be taken care of. He wants you to be loved. He wants you to be nurtured. He wants you to understand that he is there for you. He wants you to, and he sent his Holy Spirit to comfort you, to be there when you make a mistake, to cheer you when you do it right, to guide you when you don't know what to do. Oh, God, to go and get your kids when you can't. My God, you have a helper. He said, I'm sending you one to walk along beside you. I, I, I got one for you. I'm not, I'm not leaving you here by yourself as a mother. You have one that you can lean upon. And God bless you. And it is great to have a husband in your home and you can lean on him. But I want to talk to the mothers that don't. I want you to lean into the Holy Ghost. You got to lean into Jesus because Jesus did not leave you alone. He didn't leave you without. He understands where you're at. He understands what you're going through. He understands what you did and he doesn't hate you for it. He loves you even the more. He loves you. And the Holy Spirit will come alongside of you and he will help you parent that child and he will help you raise up that child. He'll help you pull it out of your quiver, put it into the bowl, pull it back and he'll help you strike the target that needs to be struck. But you have to trust him. Understand your enemy. See how God has brought you to a place where you can rise above the enemy's scams and you can walk in the place of being a mother and you can raise godly, good, well-balanced children. He has given you that ability and given you the help to get it done. My God, my God, my God, my God. Now, the last thing I'm going to share with you is this. I have met so many women that are so burdened down. Their hearts are broken for what their kids have done. They are beat up within themselves. And, and they literally carry the weight of their children. And God created us in a manner that we would come together. We would raise our children. Your children are to grow up. And you should be able to hold them in their hands, your hands, and say, fly, fly. I never wanted to tie my kids to me. I wanted them to live life, live, experience, experience what I couldn't experience. I was, what, 30-some years old before I even flew in a plane, really did anything, went places, I take that back. I was in my 20s. My kids flew when they were in their teens. Do you hear what I'm saying? You, you, you see the picture I'm talking about? I didn't eat in a nice restaurant until I was 19 years old. 19. And so I wanted my kids to experience better than I did. You, you want that for your kids, you know? But I, I've seen some parents, and they want them because their whole identity Everything that they are is tied to their kids. And so they've tied their kids to themselves and they carry the burden of that. Everything they do, they internalize it like it's their fault. But you have to understand, God gave your children a will 
And thank God if you can raise them, because I tell people, but you have, you have the best parenting skills in the world. And you can have that one that'll just go buck wild. No matter what you did. Okay. You know, you know, Lord, I thought I did everything right. Okay. And you're just amazed at what, what, what they can get into. You know? And so I tell them, parents, when you get them kids and you were able to raise them all up and they all did good and they all, you know, made good decisions and stuff, you need to be praising God. Let me tell you, you don't be talking, I did that. No, you better be thanking God. Okay, you better be on your knees saying, thank you, Jesus. I give you praise, Lord. You help me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, because there is those ones. And if you're not careful, you'll blame yourself for what they do. Uh Uh-huh. You cannot do that because there comes a point in their life where they are accountable for their own behavior. There comes a point in their life where either they will say yes to Jesus or they will say no to Jesus. Come on now, because it is readily available to everybody. Everywhere you turn, you can hear something about Jesus. Come on now. And if you want him, you can have him. But if you reject him, he's not going to force himself on you. He's not that kind of a God. He's not going to make you worship him. And so you have to allow your children. This is why it's important to expose them to the word of God, to give them a foundation to launch from. But if they reject the Lord, I I, I love it because Marilyn Hickey's daughter, uh, Sarah, okay, that girl went crazy. She did. She went crazy. And, and I watched Marilyn Hickey walk through that and she was so hurt. You know, she, and she had the, on the her TV program, can you please pray for my daughter? Pray for my daughter. Pray for my daughter. I love watching them now because now she is going to be passing the baton to Sarah because Sarah is there teaching right alongside of her mother. So I'm telling you, they may get out there, but you got to stay the course. You have to continue to model before them a godly life. You cannot lord over them and condemn them and beat them up all the time. I tell my kids the truth. Don't get me wrong. I tell them the truth. Okay. I I, I tell them don't ask me if you don't want to know the truth. Leave me alone. Okay. And I will let you your life. Okay, because I, I can't take you to heaven with me. That you're gonna have to figure that one out on your own. Okay, but Mama going to heaven. Okay, I'm I'm going. I love you. I want you to go. Okay, but I ain't going to hell for you. Okay, all right. Do you hear me? And you have to have that attitude as a mother. You have to because you have to be willing to tell them the truth and still love them. But you have to be willing to tell them the truth without judging and condemning them. And only the Holy Ghost can help you do that. Okay, only the Holy Ghost can help you do that. And so when your children get out there and they're acting a fool and they're acting crazy, the devil will come to you and they'll tell you it's all your fault. And you will carry the weight of that. And I've seen mothers break down and not have a life. And they are so condemned and they are so hurt and they are so beat up. And the enemy makes sure that they are. And then he makes sure that people will come to you and say, child, I seen your child over there down on the crack house street. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him down on Sierra Highway. It looked like they was uh, prostituting to me. They'll make sure that somebody will come to you and tell you something. Is that your son over there slinging them drugs? I saw him over there in front of the liquor store. Somebody will always have something to tell you about your kids. But they don't talk about that. We will leave that alone. Anyway, <laughs> hallelujah. But you have to position yourself not to carry the burden of that. Because the moment you carry the burden of that, you lose your power. 
You lose power. You lose power over the situation because see what you do is you blame yourself instead of getting on your knees and getting before the Lord and praying them through. You get on your knees and you'll do this. Oh Lord, I was such a bad mother. Oh God, help me, Jesus. I don't know why they turned out the way they did. I just didn't do it right, God. Oh God, I know I missed it over there, Lord. Oh Jesus, you got to help me, Jesus. I know I'm such a bad mother. Oh God, why did I turn out this way? Come on now. Stop being pitiful. Get on your knees and start saying, Lord, I bind that devil from taking my child. I pray the spirit of the Lord over that child. I thank you, Lord, that everywhere they go, somebody is going to cross their path that is going to speak Jesus to them. I may not be able to do it right now, Lord, but I know you can, Jesus. I know you can position them. And, oh, Lord, if they got to go all the way to the bottom rung, I know you won't let them hit hell before you bring them up to heaven, Father. I trust you, Lord, that you're going to speak life into them. I trust you that you'll bring that one that they will listen to, Lord. It may not be me. I don't have to be the one but I'll step aside Jesus and let you handle it sometimes you got to be ready to shake them off your back and make them run on their own and let God send that one that they will listen to and it sometimes it's not pretty and sometimes it hurts and sometimes you have to see them go through some things but you have to trust God that he will do the work if you will get on your knees and you will stay before him and you will ask him to help you in that situation Hallelujah. He is a loving God. He cares about your children. He cares about you. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to position yourself in him and let him work the work that needs to be worked in your children. My God. So shake it all off. Position yourself. Understand your enemy. Be wise. Because if anybody can fight, they'll tell you, if you come between a bear and her cub, the mama bear, look, you in trouble because the daddy bear will look over his shoulder and be like, whatever. But you come between that mama bear and her cub, they tell you when you out camping, make sure if you see a bear that you are not here and mama is there and baby is there. Because if you are, you better start tipping out the way and ease on back and say, look, mama. Come on, you can have, because she will tear you up. What is in the way? Tear it up. Tear it up in the spiritual realm. Go after it. Pull it down. Stand in faith. He gave you that privilege. He strengthened you. Roll your shoulders back and hold up your head. I don't care if you're married or not. Those are your babies. Stand for your children. Do not let the world take them. Do not lose them to this society. But bring them, pray for them, and teach them who Christ is because the battle is already won through his blood. Give them the victory that you experience. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I want to just leave you with this couple of scriptures, and I hold on to these because sometimes I get over into feeling weighty, and I know I have to cast it off. Casting the whole of your care all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately mm. and cares about you watchfully. Come on, that's a beautiful statement right there. That's First Peter 5, 7. And then in Matthew, I'm just going to paraphrase, come to me. You're heavy laden, you're tired and you're hurting. Come to me. Come to me, Jesus says. My arms are open to you. Mom, my arms are open to you. 
take my yoke upon you. We've yoked ourselves up with some things that are making it real heavy on us mothers. But if you'll slide out of that one and you slide into the yoke next to Jesus, it says, I'll carry the weight. For my yoke is easy. I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. I got it like that. And all you have to do is come alongside of me and I'll carry the weight. I'll carry the weight. And you can be free to love and rejoice with your children. There'll be no burden. There'll be no crushing burden to it. Jesus wants you to come alongside of him this morning. He wants you to line up with him. And he wants to be the one that will carry the, carry the heavy burden. Because motherhood can have that. And he wants to loose you to be free. To enjoy your children. And enjoy your life. And enjoy the person he has made you to be. To be the mother that he has called you to be. Because he loves you like that. Can everybody bow their heads with me this morning? Father, I praise you for every mother in this house this morning, Lord. I I praise you for the ones that stand in as a mother that have not birthed a child, but they feel the hurt, they feel the weight and the love for those that you have put in their pathway, Lord. And Father, I break the power of the enemy right now off of their lives. I thank you, Jesus, that you are bringing a clarity, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you are exposing the enemy in every situation, Lord. I thank you that you are making that clear, Father God, so that they can begin to step into the wings of eagles and they can soar above the storm, Father. They can soar above the problem, Father, and they can rest in you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you are making it clear to them. I thank you, Father God, that you are wrapping your arms around them. You've sent your Holy Spirit. Wrap your arms around them right now, Holy Spirit. Speak those sweet words of love and comfort and encouragement to every mother this moment, Lord. Speak to them. Let them know how they are cherished in your sight, Jesus. And Father, we bind the enemy off of our children this morning, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that those children that are just out in the world and and just not where they should be, Father, we thank you that we release your Holy Spirit right now to bring that right person that can speak life to them. Father, we thank you that as we pray that you are breaking up the fallow ground of their heart, Lord, that it becomes tender and pliable in your hands, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you are rescuing them right now in Jesus' name. And now, Father, I speak a blessing over every mom in this house. Would the moms please stand to your feet? Just stand up. I speak a blessing this morning. That the joy of the Lord is their strength. I speak a blessing, Father, that their children shall rise up, oh God, and bless them and speak well of them, Lord. Oh God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that from this moment forward, Lord, that every mom understands who she is in you. Mm, God. Holy Spirit, that your love would just engulf them. Not just today, not just now, Lord, 
but from here forward, Jesus. We pray a special blessing on them today. And Father, as they go their separate ways, Lord, Holy Spirit, just remind them who they are all through this day. Just remind them who they are. They are your beloved. They are the givers of life. They are blessed. They are beautiful. They are intelligent. They are strong. They are who you made them to be. And that your joy would just overflow them. Overflow them this morning, Lord. Overflow them with your joy, Lord. And we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you turn to somebody and wish him a happy Mother's Day. Thank you guys for coming. I'm thankful for you being here. I love you guys. Happy Mother's Day. We love all of you. I pray that you'll have a blessed and awesome day today. Amen. Amen.